This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey everybody, Wednesday morning, 10.01 a.m. in the icy cold Richmond, Virginia. Tons to get to today, tons to talk about. Uh, We, of course, We'll dive into UVA against Tech Basketball tonight, get you ready for that one. Uh, Jay Gruden and RG3 fighting on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's the topic this show will cover, you better believe that. Uh, we'll have on Mike Svenitz as we do on Wednesdays, and I want to brag about our recent ratings, uh, fantastic ratings book for this here radio program. So uh, look forward to all those things, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, sharing that fun with you. But I want to devote the first segment here to uh the commanders and where we stand and where we're going uh we will open up the phone lines to you uh 833-804-0910 area code is second uh that trips some people up uh don't let that trip you up if you want to call and weigh in on what the commander should do next at coach or quarterback 833-804-0910 i was up in ashburn yesterday adam peters was introduced as the new general manager uh just share some some general observations for you uh but then a a lot of it's about where we're going next right because there there are three things uh that that are going to happen this offseason that are very important uh one is the general manager and that happened yesterday adam peters was introduced and uh, look i i'll say it till i'm blue in the face i'll say it again for you right now that's the most important one uh, this was the most important hire, and, and this is the one that sets the tone in the building for hopefully the next decade or the next two decades. Uh, hopefully this is this is a permanent solution because the general manager can create change and goodwill in the building that, that trickles down from there. Uh, number two is a head coach. That's, of course, the next one on the list. We'll dive into where they stand with that. And number three is presumably a quarterback uh, or a a really major draft day trade out of number two uh, that I don't anticipate coming, uh, but we'll dive into that in a second as well. But Adam Peters was introduced yesterday, went up to Ashburn. Uh, When they do a big press conference in Ashburn, uh, they don't do it. We have uh, the media annex. It's uh, a separate building from the main building. Uh, up there that we hang out in, and uh, uh, people kind of there's a you know the press conference uh, setup. You, you you know the press conference setup. You've seen it on TV. Every team's got one. The the curtain with the sponsors and the chair and the microphone and the branding and 
and all that. But when something big happens, uh, they do it in the auditorium. The auditorium in the main building is where the whole team meets when they do team meetings each week or, you know, have big events or, you know, host sponsor galas or whatever it is they do. Uh, and I, I don't get invited to the auditorium a lot. Uh, we're, we're kept in the annex as media folk. Uh, but but the auditorium is, is you know, they've got the Lombardis out front. They're all shined up. You come in, you know, the seats are leather. They got commanders stitched into them. It, it's very formal. And this was a very, you know, the, the communication is this is a big day. This is a big event, uh, and this is this is a big hire in Adam Peters. So, so start with this. What impressed me most about Adam Peters is he didn't spend any amount of time. He was up there for about twenty minutes talking about how big of a deal he was. Uh, he didn't spend any amount of time really tooting his own horn or talking about how great he is or his plan for the organization. Because uh, under Dan Snyder, uh, you know, towards the end. It was a collection of people who were desperate for second chances or desperate to cling to the game or desperate for Dan's money, and that wasn't the case here. Adam Peters, who was the assistant general manager of San Francisco 49ers, was the most sought-after candidate in this cycle. He's the one everybody wanted. He was actually number one in the last cycle, too. He just didn't take any of the jobs. And his agreeing to come here shows in and of itself what a big deal this team is, how... how the commanders are now, all of a sudden, in an attractive job again after laying low for 24 years. They're back. And that's something, you know, a lot of you guys who listen are of the age to remember when the Redskins were one of the you know, five most prestigious teams in football. Uh, and Redskins-Cowboys was can't-miss entertainment every year, and they were, you know, number one in attendance and number two in revenues. And everybody would have wanted to be here, and that hasn't been the case in a while. So that in and of is, is, is exciting. He he didn't have to bow or grovel or anything. Uh, he was the best candidate. They picked him, and he wanted to be here. So that's the exciting thing for, for Adam Peters and for the fans. You got the best guy. Uh, didn't say he was a big deal. Didn't talk about that. He deferred on basically everything. Uh, what do you want to do at number two? Uh, you know, what, what do you think of the roster? Every time he said, well, we need to hire a coach, and then I'll chat with the coach about that, and we'll make a decision together, which is really, I don't know, I guess glass-shattering, surprisingly, he can do whatever he wants. That's what you have to understand. That's It's not false modesty. It's genuine modesty, but it's modesty, because Adam Peters is allowed to do whatever he wants. That That's part of being an empowered general manager in the NFL. He actually doesn't have to wait for the coach. But what he understands is this isn't a- about him. And I don't think we'll talk to him a lot. I don't think we'll have regular chit-chats with him. Uh, he- he's going to lay low. He understands that he wants the coach to be the face of the team and the personality of the team. And it takes strength to do that, right? It takes strength to say, I'm... Yeah, I'm the big, I'm the guy here. I make the decisions. I'm the most powerful person at one of 32 NFL teams in the entire world. Uh, but what I really want is to find a head coach and empower him uh, and and let him uh, get after it. And so I'm not going to say anything here because I don't know if that'll hold up once we find our coach, uh, which I thought was really cool uh, and really refreshing. So it, look, it, it was a dud of a press conference from a like radio hot take standpoint we'll play the clips in a minute he, he, he was fine like he was very pleasant 
I enjoyed meeting him. Um, but he's not he's not going to give you any hot take material because he doesn't view that as his job. He views his job as picking winning players and empowering the coach and giving the coach uh, the resources he needs. He also, I thought it was funny, um, everything was very studied, very practiced yesterday. You could tell he had done his homework coming in. Uh, Josh Harris was up there. You know, they, they were prepared for this. After four years of Ron Rivera talking about culture, and clearly they, they don't have what they're looking for in the building, Adam Peters said like nine different ways they need culture. He didn't use that word once. I thought that was very interesting. Also didn't call Josh Harris Mr. Harris. That's kind of like the NFL protocol is to call the owner, you Mr. Whoever, Mr. Snyder, Mr. Tepper. Uh, that, that's like the under Mr. Ursay, you know, Mr. Rooney. I'd probably call Mr. Rooney too. He's he's old and important, but it, it, that's the NFL standard. Um, and he comes in. I just want to thank Josh for this opportunity, and that's that's a small thing. But if you've been covering the league for a long time, like I have, or you know, if you're attuned to these things, you whoa, that's a big deal. And he most certainly would not have done that without Josh Harris telling him to do that or or encouraging him to do that. You wouldn't break protocol like that right out of the gate. That's a communication from Josh Harris as well, right? I'm not one of these guys. I'm not Mr. Snyder, Mr. Harris. You know, I'm I'm not lording above this. I'm I'm in the trenches with you. I'm I'm one of you guys. I'm working on this team. Now that's all PR. Uh, and what happens next, of course, is what's important. But you you look at the signals they're sending, and they're all very positive. This is an exciting time to be a Commanders fan. Uh, two big decisions coming. So number one is the head coach. They're going to do a lot of interviews this week. Um, I don't believe the hype, um, right? You know, I, I think you'll probably have at least one big name roll through here. I think there's two favorites, uh, and I think there's one favorite within those two favorites. Uh, I think Ben Johnson's probably, and this is I'm not reporting this. This is my my gut, my instinct. Uh, I think Ben Johnson's probably going to be the next coach of the Commanders. He's the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. It seems his vision really fits with what Adam Peters wants to achieve, uh, what Josh Harris wants to achieve. Uh, he seems like the perfect fit for this building at this time. Uh, and you're heartened by Adam Peters taking the job, right? That just one more like, oh, this is an awesome job. This is a place people want to be, right? Because we had those discussions. Who, who was it? Uh, Bill Barnwell at ESPN ranked this the seventh most attractive coaching opening. And, and I do think there's places where you can win quicker. But I, I think if they want Ben Johnson, I don't know that anybody's in line in front of them. And I think that's ultimately where they'll go. Number two is Raheem Morris. Uh, and I think he makes a lot of sense for a lot of the same reasons. Uh, a guy people love playing for. Now, Ben Johnson, he is both an offensive guru and a leader of men. Uh, so so that's important. Um, you, you check both boxes. Raheem Morris is a leader of men. He's a defensive guy, but he knows his way around the offensive side of the ball, too. Don't sell him short on that. I think he'd be a great fit as well, potentially. Uh, I don't see any reason, though, that, that, that Ben Johnson, the tr- Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, isn't the front runner at, at this point, uh, at, at this stage of the game. Uh, if you're into dot connecting, if you're into tea leaves, um, there were two people who Josh Harris hired to be on the search committee. Uh, he hired uh, Bob Myers of the Golden State Warriors, uh, who, of course, is tight with Adam Peters, and Rick Spielman, a uh, longtime GM of the Minnesota Vikings. Who is tight with Ben Johnson? If you're into tea leaves, 
if you're into that kind of thing. By the way, great, great day for Josh Harris. Get to introduce your general manager. Got on his plane, went back to Philly, sat next to Dr. J at the game last night. That's a pretty good day. That's a that's a high quality sports day right there. Um, let's let's take a little time before the break. Let's play the let's start with Josh Harris um, talking about why he likes Adam Peters uh, at the press conference yesterday. They were in they were in the auditorium, so the sound's not as good as it normally is. Um, but I, I think it's still good enough to play. So uh, yeah, fire that up. Yeah, Adam's a winner. He's won everywhere he's been. Uh, first in Boston, then in obviously Denver, then in San Francisco. Uh, and he's learned from a lot of great leaders. Uh, he's about excellence. He's about attracting the best people uh, and then holding them accountable. He's about building edges. Um, he's inclusive. He wants people from a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different perspectives. And so it was a pretty easy decision from my point of view in terms of how we do it. Uh, both of us work super hard. Both of us want to do things from the ground up, one person at a time, but both of us want to take more of a long-term perspective to build sustainable and elite winning. Uh, and so uh, I think, uh, you know, he was he was an ideal candidate from my point of view. Uh, building edges, and so that's a phrase I'd, uh, I'd flag for you there. That That's, he's private equity world, right? Josh Harris, he's made his gazillions of dollars investing and that that's a term in that world right finding finding the little tiny thing that will lift you above your competition finding the little stat or or indicator or whatever uh that that will find a way and what that shows you is this is going to be a very analytically minded front office and operation josh harris and look, we've seen so many people come from the business world and say, well, I'm, I'm a success in the business world. I know how to be an NFL owner, and they don't. It's a, it's a different world. But I think a lot of the principles that he believes in do translate here, which is how do you use technology, statistics, smart people to find an edge, right? Moneyball, um, the blind side, you know, lots of, lots of great sports literature has been written about that over the years, movies. Uh, Josh Harris is a huge believer in that, and, and I think Adam Peters is as well. So here's Adam Peters. Uh, he was with the 49ers uh, alongside John Lynch. They rebuilt that franchise. Uh, and he was talking about just how long it took there and uh, what that means for the commanders and their fans. Those were dark days, but I think the thing that I, I could tell you is right away, with, with the 49ers, maybe the results didn't show, but you could see it on the field. And you could see what we were doing on the field, and the fans could feel it. And they, they knew it was turning, and we were close. So it's it's really, you can't put timetables time on it, but what I can tell you is that you're going to see a great, great competitors. You're going to see physical team. You're going to be, you're going to be really impressed with what you see on the field. And it's going to happen right away, whether the results come right away. You know, that that's a number of different factors, but you're gonna, you guys are gonna be very proud of the team that we're gonna put on the field. There he is, Adam Peters, your new general manager of the Washington Commanders. Exciting day to be a Commanders fan, uh, especially with the the Cowboys and Eagles losing. Really, the the cherry on that Sunday. But uh, lots of work still to be done. Need a coach? 
need a quarterback. Didn't dive into the quarterback too much. Y'all know Jaden Daniels is my guy. We'll do that. We'll do that in the coming weeks. Right now, we're going to step aside for a minute. When we come back, big basketball game tonight. UVA takes on Virginia Tech. We'll get you ready for tip-off uh, across all of our Odyssey sister stations. We'll tell you where to find it, tell you what's going on, all that good stuff. We're off and running. It's a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us. MP on the mic. This is 910 The Fan now, 105.1 FM. <laughs> All right, big game tonight. Virginia Tech takes on UVA, John Paul Jones Arena. You'll hear it on our Odyssey family of networks 1140, the mothership WRVA for the UVA broadcast 96.1 on your FM dial for the Virginia Tech broadcast as per the usual. Uh, Just fascinating storylines coming into this. But, of course, you know what time it is. It's rivalry time. Let's go, Mike Young. Talk some trash, Virginia Tech coach Mike Young. Do it. Great uh, admiration for how his teams play, <clears throat> how he uh, runs his, uh, his you know, that uh, that basketball team. Uh, I think uh, I think the, a lot of Tony, uh, very respectful. How could you not be? He's a, he's a first-class gentleman. No! snap take that tony bennett it's on rivalry time i bet tony bennett's got some smack to talk as well talk your smack tony bennett it's rivalry night let's go there's a lot of intensity but but respect it's not a hatred uh i don't hate coach young and i hope he doesn't hate me but does he want to beat us do we want to beat them absolutely do our guys want to play yes um you know the football rivalry is is um, it's it's a little different, I think, in that regard. It's once a year. It's that last game of the year, and there's so much. But but this is important. But because you have so many games in conference, and you're on a journey, you look at it, and then you know you play them, and you got to play Saturday and get after it. But but it's been good. The games have been quality. The atmospheres have been great, um, and it does matter, and people care, and and you respect it, and and you go after it. Let's get ready to rumble. All right. All right, we didn't. That wasn't the juice we were hoping for here. Uh, I was looking for better, to be honest. Yeah, that was a very timid uh, <laughs> wagon of the fists there. I think they're gonna <laughs> hug at midcourt before the game instead of shake hands. For sure. Yeah, for sure. It, it is different than football. Uh, in football, it, it's it means so much because it's the last one going into the end of the year, and there, there's often stuff on the line, and of course the streak and all that. It is different in basketball, uh, but this one's no less important. This is, uh, this is a heck of a ball game tonight. Uh, UVA splits, by the way, are insane. Uh, at home, at John Paul Jones Arena, nine wins, no losses. Uh, away from home, true road games, not neutral site, true road games, zero wins, four losses. Batting 100 at home, batting zero on the road. Uh, this one at JPJ tonight. They've got the number one defense in the ACC, despite the hiccups. They're still number one in the ACC, as usual. Uh, but Tech's bringing a solid lineup, some solid shooters in as well. Sean Padula for the Hokies. Uh, red hot, 32 points and 33 points in his last two outings. Uh, this is uh, These are two teams that, that are trying to make the tournament that uh, need to get to 500 in ACC play and uh, hopefully are going are gonna to be able to... Uh, to, to do that because we love to get our local teams in the tournament. But one of these teams is going to be, uh, you know, on the outside looking in in terms of ACC record after after tonight, uh, and, and that matters. So for Tony Bennett, high expectations coming into the year. Uh, here's what he had to say about this team and its growth and, and where they stand in their process relative to the rest of the league. 
I mean, I think you just uh, to stay, um, you know, a high level of accountability, but also encouraging. You have to do both. And, you know, this is part of our journey um, and this is producing some good stuff, whether you see it now, whether you see it the next game or later on this year, who knows? Um, and then will we apply it? But, you know, it, it's our program has been at a high level with experience and right now, okay, we're, we're not off to a great conference start. It's a mature league, and it's a, it's a good league, and there's still a lot of games left. But you're at a little different spot of um, building it up again, and I think there is a process to it. You know, at the end of the season, wherever you end up, hopefully in a great spot, but wherever that is, there is so much incredible experience that guys are getting that are younger that, um, you know, is going to prove beneficial in the following year. And I go, I know in today's climate, well, is that going to be the case? Are guys going to be here or not? All you can do is work in, in that spot. And then you address those things at that time. But because of the the young guys getting these opportunities, I think there are some, some good things. And hopefully that's again, part of this plan of building for a two year cycle, maybe longer, but also living in the moment as well. I, I hope there's room for that in the future of college basketball. I hope that there's uh a room for for the Tony Bennett's of the world, and there's a lane for guys who want to keep players for four years and develop them. I don't know that that's entirely accurate. He does have some seniors. He's got some NBA-caliber players. Uh, I think they've underachieved a little bit, but it is points taken. Uh, this is a younger team relative to the rest of the league. Uh, this, you know, He likes to develop, and college basketball right now doesn't favor developing. That's why you saw Kay and Roy and Beheim jump jump out uh, you know uh, at, at Jay Wright at Villanova jumped out of the game last few years uh, Tony Bennett's too young for that but I, I hope there's a lane for that uh, I hope he's able to continue to find kids who will buy into that four-year plan or that three-year plan whatever it may be uh, and he's he's done some transfers he, he's been in the portal uh, out of necessity sometimes out of uh, out of convenience sometimes but I, I like his vision of what college basketball is and I, I do think this team is growing, but I, I think it's pretty close to showtime here. It's January seventeenth. We're we're running out of time to uh, to show what they got, and, and running out of time for them to uh, go on one of those runs. You know, pick up four out of five or something like that. Get on the positive side of the ledger because I do think a UVA team that finishes above five hundred in the ACC is probably good to go dancing. And maybe this is what they need going into March. Uh, you know, so many years of high expectations, losing as the four seed, losing as the one seed. Uh, maybe maybe, uh, maybe an eight or nine seed would suit these guys. Uh, I know I wouldn't want to face them in March because on any given night, they can hold you to 42 points. Uh, they can also score 39 themselves. We'll see which team shows up tonight. Uh, note from the tech side, Hunter Couture is still questionable for tonight's game. Uh, the senior guard suffered a concussion a week ago, so a big uh, potential swing for Tech, although Coach Mike Young did say he is feeling better. We are back with more after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. <laughs> All right, little uh, it's bragging time. It's uh, Wednesday morning, 1048. Uh, rolling right along with a great show here. If you missed anything, grab the free Odyssey app. It's got the rewind button. I know many of you have done that. Uh, we got JC. I uh, step on in here. Uh, you're part of this too. Um, Yo. pe- people love you. 
Um, oh. We got our first ratings book. That's how this works in radio. So I, I was in newspapers for a long time. Of course, you know we measure by clicks over there. You've heard the t- clickbait, uh, you know, all that stuff. Yes, uh, I don't do clickbait anymore. I do radio bait now. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. But uh, we get the ratings book. Um, mm-hmm. So for the all fall, they asked people, "Did you listen? Did you listen to MP?" And and they tallied it up. Uh, this time slot in the last book uh, got a 0.4 rating uh, in, in our key demographic, uh, JC. So I'm going to put that in perspective for you. That's bad. Um, oh, that's awful. That's less than it's one. Rotten. Um, we're up 350%, a 1.8 in our first book, uh, a very respectable number. Uh, and something to build on, and uh, everybody here is just uh, over the moon, super excited about Let's that. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, I mean, hey. So I'm fired up about that. Uh, you should be fired up about that. Uh, I am. Awesome. Uh, you guys are to thank for that, so thank you for tuning in every day. Uh, good things are happening here, and, and we're going to keep working for you every day uh, to make some great radio. Now, that's not the only good thing that happened. Uh, you are in first place in the Odyssey-wide uh, playoff confidence pool. That's right. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's it's your sports knowledge. How you go home, grind the tape every night. Uh, how, how did you do it? Uh, looked. I did look at stats realistically. Um, going into it, the, the nobody ever win, nobody ever wins these things by looking the stat at the stats. Like well, and, you, it's it's in March Madness time. <laughs> like you're gonna look at the mascots and win off of that. Right. Well, and it's wild card picks too. So I was like, let me let me do these with my heart. Be wild. Let me be wild. Let wild me go card bold. Picks. Um, my buddy Chris's favorite team was Tampa. So yeah, that was my emotional pick. There panned out well for me. Um, I would say so. My uncle's from upstate New York, so had to go with Buffalo. All right, that's so the, his team. So the confidence pool is. Uh, you you pick the winners of every game, but you also rank them most confident to least confident. So th- this weekend, there's four games. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk to to Awad about this. Um, I've always played. You go like five four three two in the second weekend. He's uh-huh. he, he's going four three two one. They, these are these are quibbles though. Um, so you say I think the Niners will win for four points. The Bills for three, the Lions for two, the Texans for one, or whatever. If right. your team wins, you get that many points. That's um, how it works, folks. Now, you, as the champ, you've got to decide here. Do you play it safe? We've got three games with big favorites here. Or do you you pedal to the metal, call some upsets, You know, go with your strategy here? Um, so I'll, I'll tee up the games here. you yeah. got the Ravens-Texans. Correct. Uh, Niners-Packers. Correct. Lions-Buccaneers. And uh, Bills Chiefs uh, read the favorite first in each of those, obviously. Uh, so JC's gonna make his picks here, and and th- America, this is for you. He's number one in the Odyssey <laughs> pool. Uh, I'll chime in behind you with my picks, but uh, America doesn't want to hear my picks. I, I'm 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 not in first place. That's right. Take a little advice from an expert, RVA. All right. So I, uh, <laughs> what what are we what are we going with this weekend? Tell, give give me your gut feel here. I went right out of the gate with what I felt best about. You know, I'm not. I'm not going crazy this time around. I'm going safe this time around. He's Ravens, playing it safe. He's going to run, run out the clock. That's right. Sit on his lead. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I may never win anything like this ever again. All MP. right. So first pick for four points. That's right. Four points was Ravens over Titans. Okay. 
Um, they might play the Texans. We'll see. That could be it. Could be or a last Texans. minute swap. Texans. Uh, we'll, we'll, you're the winner, not me. You're, I was writing fast this morning. There you I'm go. Like, that doesn't sound. Um, right. All right, four four <laughs> points for for the Ravens, uh, who are who are of course big favorites uh, over Houston. Uh, I don't I don't think anybody will find fault with that pick. Uh, number two, uh, Niners over Packers. Uh, another big favorite, uh, Niners. The other one seed coming off the rest. Uh, uh, obviously, I think a lot of people are going to go four points and three points with the one seeds. Uh, That's right. Y- you saw the Packers and the Cowboys? Well, this is me turning around. I watched the whole game. This is me turning around I was gonna, after that. Were you impressed? Jordan Love? He was dealing. This was he wheeling and dealing, boy. It was amazing. The whole, I, I whole didn't game. put a little, little fear in your heart there? Uh, not not for the Niners. Okay. Not McCaffrey's for your, got it, dude. Uh, faithful to the Bay. All right. McCaffrey's got it. Uh, for All three right. points. <laughs> that was for three, for two. Oh, yes, thank you, for two points. Thank you. Third Correct. pick for two points. Yes. All right, I'm stumbling over myself here. Here we go. All right, so for the next, uh, Lions. Lions uh, over the Buccaneers. The, uh, the other big favorite, the Lions are big favorites to beat the Buccaneers. Uh, I think that's uh, another sensible pick. So the big one for one point. Yes. Uh, Chiefs-Bills, this is a tight one. I know. Yeah, break it down for me. It's Well, all right, we got... We got Allen going up against Mahomes. I have two two great quarterbacks, uh, indisputably, and two cold weather teams in the cold weather. Yep, and they're both they're both the exact same in standing. So, it's a, I don't these know. are tough to call. Yeah, this yeah. is a this is a a rock and a hard place, and a movable object meets an unstoppable force thing. I don't know which to choose. I think a lot. I think everybody will make this their one point game. Would be my hunch. Yeah, uh, and w- uh, are you making a pick or are you sitting on it here? I'm I. I'm picking Bills. He's taking the Bills. Picking Bills, I really do think, because we discussed this off air here. Mahomes doesn't have anybody to pick. Yeah, it's and uh, he doesn't have anybody to keep him safe. So it's uh, the Bills are three point favorites. Uh, so you went went straight chalk, uh, as we say in the gambling business. Uh, four favorites. Uh, picked them in order there as well. Playing it safe. We'll see if that pays off for you. I'm going Niners uh, up top for for my four points. Uh, I want the okay. uh, and I want the Lions for three. Those are the two I feel great about the two NFC games. Sure. I don't think the Buccaneers are all that good. I think the Eagles were just mid meltdown when they played. Uh, the Packers I think are good, but I think the Niners are the best. So I, those those kind of uh, those, those kind of speak for themselves. But I, I got the Niners and the Lions up high. I'm only taking the Ravens for two points, and I get that you have to take the Ravens. I am putting them on upset alert, and well, I don't know if it's because uh, yeah. I, I don't know if it's because I watched the Cowboys lose, and just feels like Lamar, Dak, they they're often in that postseason can't get the job done, like stuck in a rut. I've got the Texans as my upset alert pick here. I can't okay. do it in the confidence Whoa. pool. I think you got to be smart and pick the Ravens. But I'm only making them two points. I'm not. I'm not putting them at the top. I think a lot of people are assuming they're cakewalk to win. To a win. Uh, I don't think this is an endorsement of the Texans. I just think this <laughs> is. I think the Ravens have choke potential. I don't want to see it. I, I like them. Oh, I, I think. I think a Ravens, Ravens Chiefs, or Ravens Bills would be a fun AFC title game. Uh, but that's where I'm going. I got to steal a point back from you though. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, to try to do that in, in the coin flip game. I'm going to try to steal a point on the field and uh, may, maybe grind my way back into this thing. The bold strategy, Cotton. Let's the see if bold it pays strategy, Cotton. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> Meet you on the dodgeball field. I love it. All right. JC, 
uh, on Richmond's, uh, you know, hottest sports talk show, according to the books. Yes, sir. The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Uh, we're back with Mike Sveditz after this. It's uh, Wednesday morning. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. M. Hour number two, MP on the mic. Thank you for joining us. 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM worldwide on the free Odyssey app. Uh, tons of fun still ahead in this hour. Jay Gruden and Robert Griffin III fighting with each other on Twitter. We've got a college hoops uh, segment ahead. UVA taking on Virginia Tech tonight in a game. Both teams need to win. You know, I think if I think this is the kind of year where if you can get above 500 in the ACC, you're in the tournament. Uh, but both both those teams flirting with the line, and uh, I, this is uh, this would be a big opportunity for Tech to steal one. UVA playing great at home though; they're nine and zero this season. It's a Wednesday though; it's eleven o'clock, and y'all know what that means. Mike Sabetics of Front Page Bets breaks down this week's lines and action in college and pro football. Mike, I want to get your your thoughts on sports and football and lines and frontpagebets.com and all those things. Um, but we, we do have a debate ripping uh, our, our station apart at the moment. Do you have a hot dog brand preference? Oh, man. Um, all I know is that it's not a sandwich. But <laughs> that's its own debate, yeah. And you're I right. Feel like, I feel like, you know, you can't go wrong with Nathan's. Ballpark, you know, whoever, what, what did Ballpark ever do to anybody? Um, but if I had to go, I think it's Nathan's. I think we're going to go we're, we're going to go with Nathan's right off the dome. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a preference, so I'm just uh I'm just watching people rip each other from shreds have some Hebrew national uh believers yeah. in here. Uh, as you know, they answer to a higher authority. Uh what what's the one at the ballpark? The SK, you get that get that at a ball game. Uh, to yeah. me the best hot dog comes off a grill. Like period. Yeah. I'm not brand sensitive. I, I, I enjoy, you know, what we used to do back in the day, you boil, like you throw like a pack of hot dogs in like boiling water, right? You boil it, you throw it in like a thermos, like a big thermos. And we used to take them to Norfolk Tides game or where they were the Mets, you know, <laughs> down there when I was a kid. And Miss Claire, the neighborhood mom, you know, she would have, you know, 20 hot dogs in a thermos and we just eat them right out of there instead of paying, you know, the, the 250 or whatever it was 30 years ago at the, at the Tide Stadium. But, uh, yeah, I'll eat a hot dog anyway, but I'll just tell you this right now, mustard, you know, Michael, mustard is the only thing to put on a hot dog. If ketchup is 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 not happening, and if you put ketchup on your hot dog, we got problems. I do like Just the fancy you. mustards. I'm a bit of a sucker for the the Dijon mustard, or you know, the with the little the flex in it. I don't I don't know what the technical term for that is. This isn't a food show, uh, but I'll get fancy with my mustard. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take fancy mustard over ketchup any day. I just feel like it's, it's un-American to put ketchup on your hot dog. I kind of want to circle back on this, though. You boil the dogs, you threw them in a thermos, and you just walk through the gate. and You just walk in and say, hey, man, it's, it, we're, it's, it's, it's just our coffee or whatever it was. You know? <laughs> Nobody's checking a thermos, the hot dog. Little, little did I know all this time. I've, I've done the flask. I've done, you know, you go to the movies and you wear the big coat. I've never... I've never attempted the thermos trick, though. Well, uh, now with all these kids that are having, like, the Stanley Cups and the Hydro Flasks and stuff, man, you could, sm- you could smuggle in, you know, whatever you wanted in those things. I'm so old. I saw Stanley Cup trending on social media, and I, I thought, wow, NHL really uh, must, must be doing something. <laughs> who didn't think that? <laughs> the, the, I'll tell you who. My 16-year-old daughter, she's the one who didn't think that. 
Did did she go get in line? Does she have one? Oh, she's got. Like, I think we have six at the house. I, I thought I really the deal think. was they like lasted you know. forever. Why do you need six? I, exactly. I guess one color for for every day, and then, you know, <laughs> Sunday you recycle. I don't know. <laughs> Mike Smith, it's frontpagebets.com. You, you and I just trying to figure out this crazy world and uh, not, not always successfully. Uh, NFL's the story, of course. Uh, four games, three big favorites this weekend, as sometimes happens uh, when, when we bring the good teams into the mix. Uh, what, what, are you, uh, what are you turning in for frontpagebets.com on your card this week? Yeah, I mean, I think you got you, you got to look at the the Ravens and the in the 49ers and say, okay, you know, obviously they're the class of the of each of their divisions and their conferences. I, I think those spreads. I think the nine and a half over Green Bay for San Francisco is 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 spot on. I like the or the Forty ers to cover. I think the Packers. You know, they they played themselves. They played such a great game against the Cowboys. Um, you know, and I think they have a letdown this next week. I, I, I really do. Um, I think the 49ers are, you know, they're going to go to the Super Bowl, especially with the draw that is left. Um, you know, I, the only team I think that can maybe even challenge them offensively would be, you know, would be Detroit. But I, I just, I feel like the 49ers covered their, they and the, and the Buffalo Bills in the two and a half at home against, against the Chiefs. You know, Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game in his career. The way the Bills came out and, and took care of the Steelers. And, you know, kind of just, you know, the game was postponed. It was cold. All these other things are going in into play. And, and they came out and took care of business. So I like those two at home to win and cover. Everybody else, I think it's all it's all home teams that win. I think, you know, the, the Lions win. I think the Ravens win. But I don't think the Ravens cover that eight and a half against Houston. I, I really like C.J. Stroud. I like this team. They're scrappy. DeMarco Ryan should be the coach of the year, in my opinion. And uh, I really feel like they give them a game. Baltimore wins. They don't cover the eight and a half. And then Tampa Bay at Detroit. I think the way the Mayfield has been playing, the Bucks are scrappy. You know, they've covered the last, I think, the last six games or six out of the last seven they've covered. Um, you know, and so I really like them not to win, but to cover the six right now. You know, I, I, I agree with you on the Texans. I don't know if that's a good thing for you or a bad thing for you. <laughs> the, 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 although maybe a bad thing for both of us, the, the way we're picking them these days. I, I agree. And the Ravens, are just they have that Cowboys-style reputation, right? And until they shake it, you, yeah. you, you're never fully trusting, no matter how good they appear. Yeah, and with the and with the week off, you don't know how, how you know getting guys healthy. Mark Andrews will he play? He got activated what last week, I think. He was off the injuries, so I I, I don't know what team's going to show up, but I do know that Houston is has showed up for every game they played. That CJ Stroud has started. Um, I really like this kid's moxie, and imagine if they still had you know Tank Bell. If they still had some of those guys that you know that you know that didn't get hurt, um, I, I think he's the rookie of the year. C.J. Stroud is as far as offensively, and Will Anderson on defense is making a case for defensive rookie of the year. It's a good team, a good young team. They're going to be good for a while. Um, obviously, if they beat the Ravens, you know you got to say watch out. Who's the team? You know because the Ravens are the team to beat. Tech, this could be a Cinderella Texas team. Same with the Packers, right? They're not going to win. You and I both agree they're not going to win. But my goodness, if they won and you've got a seven-seed Packers team going into Detroit playing with house money as the Lions try to get to a Super Bowl, uh, you you could melt all the snow in the rust belt with, with the takes coming from that one. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the Packers, what a, what a great story this is. You know, Aaron Rodgers leaves, Jordan Love, you don't, you know, and they struggled early. They've come to play now. They, they waxed the Cowboys. Um, you know, I, I, if, unless you're a Cowboys fan, which is 
seems like there's one on every corner. You know, it was a great day in the NFL with the there's, Cowboys. I'll tell season. you what, there's fewer of them this week. Uh, right. I noticed fewer of them coming out of the woodwork this <laughs> week, Mike. Right. You know, and if you're an NFC East fan, you know, if you're a, if you're a Giants or, or a Commanders fan, you loved it because, you know, you got the Cowboys and the Eagles both getting a run. Uh, but, you know, talk about the Eagles. Well, or let's not talk about them. What a collapse that was. I think Sirianni's going to be looking for a job if he hadn't been fired between now and when we got on the phone. Um, but I, I, I think I think that the, the, the teams in the NFC, if somehow, you know, the 49ers lose, then it's a, you know, roll the dice. Who knows? Because you got three teams right there. Obviously, the Lions would probably be the favorite. But the way Tampa's playing, the way the Packers are playing, it could get it could get a little interesting. And and you know, I think you got to get the popcorn ready. Um, and this weekend's going to be fun. If the Niners lose, I'm I'm running to the ticket window to buy some AFC wins the Super Bowl tickets because because I do think they would then have all the best teams. But I think Correct. the Niners can hang with any. I think they could hang with Ravens, Chiefs, or Bills. I I think they're they're good. I mean we. You know, not notwithstanding what happened uh, in San Francisco on that Monday night game, I, I I think they're as good as those teams. No, there's no question. I think the 49ers win the Super Bowl this year. You know, I I, re- I really do. I think they've got the team, they got the talent, they're rested. Um, the defense is 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 phenomenal. Um, you know, Warner Jr., Frank Warner, or Fred as uh, Fred Warner. So it's such a good defense, such so many good pieces, and then you know offensively, you know, and nobody's talking about. I mean, a lot of people are talking about Brock Purdy, but look at the weapons that he's got. Look at the scheme that Shanahan's running. Mm-hmm. I think their offensive line is one of the best in the league, and you know, I think they hang with anybody. What's going to trip them up is if they can't get out of their own way, you know, and 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 turn the ball over. Uh, you know, Purdy has we've seen that happen. You know, against the Ravens, he turns the ball over, and and you know now they're pressing. But that's just a phenomenal team. You know, from top to bottom, both sides of the ball, I don't see anybody else beating them the rest of the year. I've never understood why more good quarterbacks don't take the pay cut to go play in systems like that, right? Right, like Kirk Cousins has enough money to probably buy the state of Minnesota at this point. But imagine if he had just said, I'll come play for Kyle Shanahan for 20 a year or whatever. Like he'd just be, he'd be famous, famous. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, there's only so much money you can get, right? I mean, it's always one more dollar. But like, I have, I haven't found it yet. Maybe, maybe you have with with your winnings over there at Front Page Bets. Yeah. <laughs> that my picks in a buck fifty won't even get you a cup of coffee. Not so anymore. I, no, but I, yeah, I think the system that that. I mean, there's no there's no better system right now to play in that highlights. I mean, because you just don't know. Is it going to be McCaffrey that gets you this today? Is it going to be Kittle? Is it going to be Debo Samuel? Is it going to be all of them? that get you and 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 you know Purdy's just distributing and, and I, I, he's got the demeanor for it he's got the talent to do it uh like i said i like the, i like the 49ers all the way there you go mike svenitz frontpagebets.com what do y'all uh, have have cooking this week yeah we've got the we've got the uh all four divisional playoff uh games we're going to be highlighting those picks come out on friday um the videos drop but uh also you know golf season starting up you know they hit the west coast for the pga tour so that's going to be interesting. We're starting to run our some of our golf picks. So you can check all that out. And college basketball is a big slate tonight for college and NBA. So go on frontpagebets.com and check it out. There you go. UVA four-point favorites over Virginia Tech at home. I, golf golf must have the shortest offseason of any sport. I, I I swear they were just out there in late November. Feels like it's the, the NHL and golf pretty much have the shortest offseason. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Mike's Fed. It's frontpagebets.com. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Michael. All right, off he goes. We're back with more after this. It's 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM.
is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. Flying up towards the top of the hour here, 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM. Great day sports programming for you. Uh, ends tonight with UVA Virginia Tech basketball. Uh, it'll be on 11.40 for the UVA call, 96.1 for the Virginia Tech call. UVA four-point favorites over the Hokies in the rivalry game. Uh, UVA undefeated at home this season, but dang if they don't stink outside of Charlottesville, 0-4 in two true road games. Uh this one at JPJ. Uh I don't the Hokies have built their their recent run on hot shooting and it's never a good idea to bet on a hot offensive team against UVA. Uh if they if they can do one thing, they can keep you from scoring. Uh I do like the Cavs in this one. I don't know where I stand on either team making the tournament though. Uh we'll we'll dive into that in a bit. But the big story Yesterday, I spent the whole first segment talking about Adam Peters, and, and, and we chatted with him a little bit yesterday, and I said it very politely, um, but I said it. He was boring, um, and that was intentionally so. He will, def- you know, he wants the head coach to be out in front as the personality of the team. He doesn't have a head coach. Uh, he Everything he said yesterday was music to the ears of a head coaching candidate. Because he didn't commit to doing anything. He didn't commit to loving anybody on the roster, loving anybody at number two at quarterback, uh, trading it for anybody. Uh, he just he, he played it very calm, very in the background. The other main commander's story yesterday involved nothing of the sorts. Uh, Jay Gruden, y'all remember Jay Gruden, uh, got in a Twitter fight with Robert Griffin III, quarterback, you may remember him, and then Brian Mitchell jumped into the fray like it's a freaking Royal Rumble here. Uh, it's, uh, he, he comes jump climbing up the rope, jumping in, knocks out Jay Gruden, and they go at it for a little while. So to recap, uh, Jay Gruden's watching this Monday night football game, uh, and I love Jay, uh, and I also love Robert, and I know that they don't love each other because I lived that for a long time. Uh, so there's no, there are no sides here. I love B. Mitch, too. Uh, I love hanging out with him. I think he's a sharp dude, does does a show up in D.C. on the fan. And so I'm not taking sides here, but let's get into this. Jay Gruden writes, if I ever put a QB through what Philly is putting Jalen through, I apologize. Pick up a blitz. Jay um, goes with the, sp- the, the double space before the comma uh, and then about five spaces after the period. Now, far be it from me to speculate, but I do know Jay Gruden a little bit. It's possible these are not indications of soberness here. Uh, the, the the five periods on on the uh, after the sentence before the next sentence. Yeah, I know there's a debate in academic circles. Hey, well, it's been to VCU. He knows this. In an academic paper, you have to put two spaces after the period instead of one that the, the rest of functional society uses. I'm unaware of any system. They uses six spaces. Double spacing. The, the, the six space, that, that's a new one. Um, <laughs> RG3, who, who enjoys some Twitter himself uh, and enjoys posting photos of himself on Twitter um, I- I- over the years, says, say what? <laughs> the picture, and he's got his glasses. He's looking down. He is referring to one of the most 
famous moments of 2014 Redskins lore. Um, so to take you back to this, Jay has taken over the team. Dan Snyder has hired him. Uh, he has sided with Robert over Mike Shanahan, right? Mike Shanahan was bitter about that all through 2013. Just, I'm the coach, and Robert's in here palling around with the owner, and it's not right, and I should be able to tell him what to do. Uh, and, and so Mike gets fired. Dan searches for a coach who can fix Robert and, and will coach RG3 up. And Jay Gruden says, I'm your guy. I'd love to coach in Washington. Great. You're hired. Uh, get to the end of that first training camp, and Jay has realized, this isn't my guy. And not only that, Kirk Cousins kind of is my guy. Uh, I like Kirk. I like what he's shown, which is the same thing Mike Shanahan said. The difference is, Jay made some promises to get the job. Now, this isn't quite the Mike McCarthy level of promise when he got the Cowboys job. Remember that? Mike McCarthy uh, say, I told Jerry Jones I watched every snap of the previous season and broke it down for him. Uh, and then uh, he got the job, and later he admitted that that was a complete lie. He actually hadn't uh, broken down every snap of the Cowboys season. This isn't quite that. But he's realized at the end of training camp, I've written a check I can't cash. I can't work with this guy. So it, it's... Lions against the Redskins, preseason 2014. And Jay is trying to convince ownership that that Kirk Cousins should be the quarterback, uh, which is not landing fantastically, as you might imagine. He was hired to fix Robert, not to pick Kirk. Anybody could have picked Kirk. So preseason game, Robert gets sacked over and over and over, and he just leaves him in there. And he ends up taking six sacks. He ends up going out because he takes a sack in the end zone that is, to this day, contested as to whether or not RG3 got a concussion. Because he leaves the game, and then on the team broadcast about 20 minutes later, I think it was Joe Theismann, uh, whoever was doing the game says, yeah, Robert's got a concussion. He's not coming back in. Um, the team immediately says that's absolutely not true. He doesn't have a concussion, uh, which leads to a press conference with Robert later that week where he refuses to say whether or not he had a concussion uh, and ends with the famous walk-off, I just work here, man. Uh, we'll pull that clip at some point because that's a great one. So, so, so we've got the beef. So Jay says, if I ever do that to a quarterback, you know, I, I, I would never, ever, ever. Yeah, I apologize if I ever put a quarterback through that. Robert says, what? And so they, they get they get to beefing, um, and they fight, and Robert says, you, you told me you didn't know how to coach a quarterback who could throw and run like me, so it looks like you weren't prepared, Jay. Uh, at, at which point, and this is all, this beef is documented, right? Jay and Robert, we're not breaking any ground here. But at this point, Brian Mitchell hears the music. Oh, God, that's Brian Mitchell's music. B-Mitch comes, climbs, climbs up the rope, and, and decides he's going to start throwing haymakers. And he says, dude, please just effing disappear. Jay Gruden responds, I are a punt returner. Be quiet. That traditionally also not a sign of sobriety when you're, uh, w- when you're, when you're messing up I and you and, and your grammar like that. It happens. It happens sometimes. B-Mitch responds with the clown emojis. We're off and running. Everybody takes swings at that. That was the most chaotic. Twenty-three or thirteen was a chaotic season with Mike Shanahan because Robert knew he had the upper hand with ownership. Twenty-four was wild because nobody knew who was in and who was out at any given moment. Um, 
And B. Mitch did the coaches show with Jay that year too, which makes the whole thing extra rich. Jay, as as many Ron felt this way too, and Mike felt this way too. The last three coaches have all felt like the media has treated them unfairly in Washington. Uh, all three of them have expressed that at various points. Now, I think Jay was the, the chillest about it for sure, but but Ron Ron Rivera felt he was not given a fair shake in Washington. Now, I'm of the belief that if you win games here, you'll be treated like a hero and you'll get parades. I, I think the problem was on the production end more than the giving him a chance end. Mike Shanahan felt he was not accorded the respect that a Super Bowl coach was due. And, and he trotted out John Beck and Rex Grossman. I like At a certain point, we're all watching the product on Sundays. And a lot of that was them taking out their frustration in the place they could take out their frustration because you couldn't go yell at Dan Snyder. And whoever's next isn't going to have that problem. I think whoever's next is not going to have any of these problems. But but Brian Mitchell and Jay Gruden start beefing. The whole thing's going or Everybody's swinging chairs at each other. Um, Jay comes back the next morning for his second round. Brian, you, you've always been critical of the coaches. Maybe you should try being the coach. I bet the punt returner team would be fantastic. <laughs> it's, uh, look, if we're going to have a boring general manager, this is, the, this is the kind of chaos we're going to have to thrive on. I, there are no, like I said, I'm not taking sides here because, look, everybody Dan hired after Joe Gibbs, too, was woefully under-equipped and underprepared for the job. Joe Gibbs was the last good hire Dan Snyder made, and that one was a slam dunk, obviously. Everybody after that had no chance of succeeding in that building. Robert, who I like a lot, is a good dude, never had a chance of succeeding in that building uh, because it was just too dysfunctional. And, And Brian Mitchell, good dude who should be in the Hall of Fame, which is another topic for another day. There you go. See, even on a day where there's no commander's drama, there's commander's drama. It always it always provides. The stories from that training camp, the 14 training camp in Richmond, are are legendary. We'll we'll do an off the record night at some point with the listeners. We'll tell we'll tell some stories because there's a handful of them. They're all good. I'm excited to hear because I I actually went to years ago went to a company Christmas party there at training camp. Oh, it was lit. Was the team there? Uh, the cheerleaders were. <laughs> <laughs> I distinctly remember that. Hello. <laughs> I know. Just dropped a bomb on Mike before we oh, go to commercial here. I just, I just love it. Yeah, just just sitting here, kind of kind of nodding along during the football. But let me tell you. Let me tell you. I met the cheerleaders once. First ladies of football. They're they're very fun people. They're very nice. Story time with JC sounds a lot more fun than story time with MP. All right, we're back after this. <laughs> 910 The Fan, now 1051 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.